0: Hi guys and welcome to our podcast. So today we're going to be talking about common resources. So common resource is an economic good that all individuals can access freely and whose value to the individual consumer decreases as others use it, meaning that it is rival and non-excludable. So
1: this rivalry aspect of common resources brings us to the subject of the tragedy of the commons. So this is essentially... A kind of phenomena against adam smith's pos- position that an invisible hand the invisible hand of capitalism will guide consumers to ultimately act in favor of society as a whole however this is in contradiction to it so there's a great article called tragedy of the commons by clayton broga and she's basically explaining all of this and how despite with common resources our individual interests will always trump that of um societies and we can see this most clearly within our environmental problems and there's another article called rethinking environmental controls management strategies for common resources by carol m rose and it's basically stating that the most prolific example of um the the tragedy of the commons is that we are just destroying our environment in favor of individual interest um, in complete disregard to what are the future outcomes.
0: So the only way to really solve this is by either privatization or self-regulation. So privatization would basically mean um, a firm or an individual buys a lot of land um, or airspace or uh, water and they are able to regulate all the people who come onto the property and uh, take things from it such as fish or trees um, and then yeah the other way to do to um, also regulate the problem of the, com- the tragedy of the commons is by self-regulation or within a community so everyone within the community who has access to the land which is being um, taken from um, would be able to come to an agreement that um, everyone should have a a bit of a bit of the land um so that not one person would take up everything and all of the resources would be taken so one of the main examples
1: of um the tragedy of the commons is fishing overfishing so what have people done to mitigate this problem um so governments have imposed for example quotas and um fishing nets to ensure that each fisherman is accountable um and we can there are a lot as saib already said there are a lot more um solutions to this problem however it is by no means a simple one Mm.
0: The, pro- the tragedy of the commons can also be a social problem, which means that it would lead to an, uh, um, a monopoly in a, any free market that the resources were sold in. So it would just mean that if you think about the community, you would have to prioritize others over your own um, desire for more money because you can make more money off of all the common resources that you are collecting from the environment
1: so as we can see from this study of this topic this flows not only into economics but into sociology and how we are all responsible for this and and um, just really shows how complex this problem is um so sad to leave on a negative note but we'll see you back for public goods
0: hi guys and welcome back to our podcast so today we're going to be talking about public goods so public goods are non-excludable and non-rival which means that you don't have to pay for them but you'll still be able to get them and you can use it while someone else is using it so there's never any competition and if you get it for free
1: So there's been long-standing tension between public goods, the economic and the environmental purposes of public goods. Um, In the article Valuing Public Goods by Philip Graves, public goods are notoriously undervalued, not only because people, when offered or willing to pay for the upkeep of these public goods they are only thinking about their individual interest and not the cumulative market interest but also because of this free rider problem now the free rider problem is basically when someone can avail of a resource without having to pay for it and while this can be quite negligible in the grand scheme of things the this article shows that with a small even just a small percentage of um free riders there can be a large decrease in percentage of the amount people are willing to pay for it furthermore um we can see this environmental and economic tension even more because of the low income generated by those who are most interested in public goods this is because while income is basically Um, the purpose of income is to get avail of private goods and leisure but private goods most importantly however these people who are mostly who prioritize public goods income will not get them essentially what they want um, and they will be way more interested in this upkeep which you know generates little income but also generates a lot of leisure which is their main priority and so this is generating even more problems and tension between both of these communities
0: yeah so um everyone in the community would be completely unwilling to pay for a good which they can ultimately get for free because they know that someone would be benefiting from their money uh when they don't need to be Um, and this person who's benefiting sometimes it might be a better good than the public one but if you can still get it for free no one will be willing to pay for it so the solution that
1: essentially seems to be the only viable one is essentially Acquiring public goods as you would private goods. So this is the solution posited by Philip Graves in the article Valuing Public Goods. But not only that, but there is a real life example of this um, in the book Microeconomics by Austin Goolsby, Stephen Levitt and Chad Siverson. They mention the example of firefighters so firefighters in america that is notoriously known that they are extremely expensive upkeep and you know these the people there's basically a town surrounding another main town and the town surrounding another main town were notorious for not paying the upkeep of this firefighting service however when a fire did happen in this surrounding town most people believed that firefighters would act in accordance with their morality and they would put out this fire, despite them not paying for it. However, this didn't happen because the firefighters, as explained very eloquently in this book, microeconomics, they knew that if they actually started putting out that fire, that would lead to a very large um, decrease in the amount of income they would or revenue they would generate from people paying their taxes to uh, the firefighter and um, service. So they let it burn, which is a very cold hearted thing to do, but ultimately is something that we need to realize and uh, of the kind of importance in money and uh, the differentiation between public and private goods.
0: Um, yeah, so the firefighters decided that they wouldn't want to put out the fire for free because they knew that if they did that, the people would continue to not pay for the service that they are providing. Therefore, they just let the fire run.
1: So again, we're dealing with a very complex problem that seems to only lead to a privatization of these resources. However, evidently there will be a lot of protest in uh, regarding the solution. so essentially we'll leave that up for you to decide whether we should privatize these common resources and public goods or we should let this happen um obviously there is no correct answer but opinion all opinions are welcome